Greetings and welcome everyone to a new edition of ASME's podcast, ASME Today and Tomorrow. I'm Michael Cowan, ASME's Director of Strategic Communications. Today we're pleased to offer the next in our new series of episodes devoted to the subject of innovation in clean energy. ASME fellow and nuclear power industry veteran Bob Stackenborgs is once again here to serve as our co-host. Bob, good morning. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Got a great program today. We're going to be talking to three of the five co-founders of a visionary company that's using hybrid electric conversion to reduce the environmental impact as well as the cost of automobiles. So with that, I'm going to hand things over to Bob. All right, great. Thanks, Michael. So um, as uh, Michael said, we are looking at uh, talking to actually Flux Hybrids, a group of uh, people that uh, put this company together out of uh, North Carolina State. So uh, we have uh, Cody, Micah, and August. So you guys uh, just uh, introduce yourself real quickly, and then we'll, we'll come up with some good questions for you. So my name's August Earhart. I have my undergrad in electrical engineering, and I gathered with these guys to do a hybrid conversion kit. With my undergrad as electrical engineering, I was going to be doing some of the electrical work, but mainly focusing on sales and marketing because of my background and experience. Okay. Hi, I'm Micah Ulrich. I have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from North Carolina State University, and I've actually been doing a lot of electrical work on this kit because that's just how it worked out. <laughs> I'm Cody Biederman, and I also got a mechanical engineering degree from NC State University, um, and I also mostly live on the electrical side of things for the company. Okay, good. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the program. So um, tell me a little bit first about the name, Flux Hybrids. Where did, where did you guys come up with that? Well, we were uh, to one of our regular meetings. Uh, we decided we needed a name for our entity, and so we just kind of brainstormed a bunch of things that sounded cool in the electrical uh, engineering world. Um, we decided that like something like gigacapacitor, uh, that was copyrighted. <laughs> we couldn't take something like that. Yeah, it ended up coming down to we liked the word flux because of Back to the Future, but then uh, we ended up settling on hybrids because we wanted it to be on something relevant to our company instead of just something random. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it, uh, yeah, it does, definitely has a Back to the Future ring to it. I do uh, I do see that. So that's why I was curious where it came from. So um, so let's get a little bit about uh, little details about the startup idea coming out of North Carolina, NC State. So is this something that the university does frequently? Is this a program that they have? How does that work? Just Just real brief. Yeah, so this was an option for senior design for all of us. There's a standard one where a company comes in and sponsors it, much like most schools do around the country. But at NC State, they have an engineering entrepreneurship program, which is an alternative senior design, where instead of doing a company-sponsored design, you get to assemble your own team with your own idea and basically do a startup as a dry run. There's a bunch of companies that have come out of NC State through this. One that got a lot of news coverage was Undercover Colors, a startup that was making uh, nail polish that changed colors when it came into contact with date rape drugs. NC State has a long history of entrepreneurship, and we're just kind of following in that trend. Actually, a really big community of entrepreneurship just in Raleigh in general that uh, I didn't know about until about a year ago when we joined the program, but there's HQ Raleigh that's downtown as well as centered on the annual campus of NC State, and there's just a bunch of people, like-minded people uh, who are entrepreneurs, who are investors that uh, it's almost like an underground community at Raleigh, but it was really cool to 
find and get to be a part of. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good program for the university. Mm-hmm. And if you people thinking about where you might want to get an engineering degree, think about NC State, I guess, right? Um, something else to add about the program specifically, if you've ever heard of HowStuffWorks.com, uh, the founder of that website who sold it for millions of dollars is the professor of the program. Well, that's an interesting factoid. That's uh, that's good to know. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Flux Hybrids. It sounds uh, sounds interesting. So uh, if I get the gist of this, I can I can buy your kit. I can put it in my car, and then I'll have not only a, an internal combustion engine but also a, a battery capability. Is that about right? Is that how it works? Yep. So our kit is uh, an electric powertrain that you can splice into your car's existing powertrain, which then gives you hybrid capability. So you get some all EV range and most importantly regen braking and overall better system efficiency. Okay, and so this is applicable to to any vehicle, or are you are you targeting uh, specific vehicles to start, or is it uh, will it be pretty broad based? It's applicable to any non electric vehicle if it doesn't already have an electric powertrain in it. But we are focusing initially on fleet vehicles, and even more specifically, right now the Ford Ranger. Um, because we're, we're working with NC State Fleet right now, and they have a ton of Ford Rangers, and fleets all over the country have a ton of Ford Rangers. So it's kind of a low-hanging fruit for us to start there. So this is a pretty interesting idea, and I, I would have expected that someone had thought of it previously. So where did you guys come up with this with this idea? We started talking about how hybrids are just better. My parents had recently bought one, and it had great acceleration from the all-electric motor, and it was getting 67 miles per gallon on average. So it's just an overall better system, but yet less than 2% of cars are hybrids. So what's kind of the dissonance here of it's a better product, but why isn't it more prominent in the market? So that's interesting. So is this something that I could buy and, and put on myself, or is it? Uh, do you expect it to be sold and uh, installed by garages or some combination of both of those? So it's definitely going to be a combination of both. It kind of depends on how savvy you are. Uh, it involves pretty specialized tools and transmission work. So it would be a big undertaking for just me with a pair of sockets in my garage, but it could be fairly easily done by a mechanic a day. Well, I, I used to like to uh, tinker with my car back when I could understand them, but now when I open the hood, I'm not even sure what everything is under there, so I'm, I'm kind of out of that business. So I think I would opt for someone to install it. Tell me, uh, you know, when do you think that, uh, that I would be able to go buy one? It would probably be on the two-year side. We're starting in fleet vehicles, like we said, and that's just because sales are a whole lot easier. If instead of one sale getting you one unit, a sale is 75, 100, 1,000 units. But eventually we would like to make it so that the average consumer could go out and convert their car to a hybrid. So how are you guys marketing this and, and what's you know, what seems to be working and, and what you know what maybe isn't isn't working? So give me a little bit of background on that. So for us with the marketing side, uh, when we came into our senior design class our senior year, the whole first semester was dedicated to do market research, uh, primary and secondary. So with our primary research, we went out and uh, talked to some fleet owners to see if, like, this would be something that they would be able, uh, willing to buy and something they would be interested in. So when we talked to them, uh, we found out that if there's a payoff period shorter than the time that they own the vehicles, so a lot of fleet owners will run these vehicles over 100,000 plus miles, and we're telling them that we can provide a 60,000 payoff period time for 60,000 miles. So that was a big hit for them. And also, 
with universities and fleet owners, a big part about them is their image and moving towards cleaner technology. So on top of that, that's what we were able to really push forward on cost savings and cleaner technology. That's pretty good. That's a, that's a good idea. I like that concept. So what about uh, what about a business plan? How did uh, how did you guys go go from there to uh, you know from from graduating college to uh, you know being co-founders of a business? So the first semester. Uh, in our student design class, you uh, generate all these ideas, but one of the qualifications was that the idea had to be not done before. It had to be patentable. We went from pretty much 500 down to this idea, hybrid conversion kit. Uh, second semester, we actually developed the kit on a test bed. The thing with that is if you have a software idea, you can probably develop it real cheap where we have a lot of moving components. So we needed to require funding through NC State. Uh, they have so many entrepreneurship kind of like shark tank pitches where you have the ability to win and walk away with uh, funding. So we were able to win first place in that. But if we really wanted to go forward as developing this into a business, we knew we needed a lot more funding than just that. So that's when we were lucky enough to find out that we could uh, submit an application for a funding opportunity with the sustainability department at NC State. So we were able to work with them and require funding enough to incorporate, do a patent search, and actually purchase a whole vehicle, all the components, all the development, and uh, being paid on the side. And when I say paid on the side, uh, we don't live very luxury. We, we're eating beans out of cans and finding places to sleep, but that's kind of the thrill of the entrepreneurship life. There are sacrifices involved when you first start out, for sure, but hopefully it all pays out in the end. So I'm assuming that there's manufacturing required, right? This is this will be, you know, I know I'm, there may be some off-the-shelf components, but putting it all together, uh, has to take some uh, some manufacturing, I, I presume? Yeah, so the manufacturing, we're still figuring out because that's part of the broad prototyping process. So we've had a few parts that we designed that worked well the first time, and then we realized, oh, wait, we have to make this so we can make a 100 of these, a 1,000 of these. So that's still part of the prototyping process is finding what we can manufacture and how we can do it well at scale. So... If we're just doing 10 kits initially, that's okay, but if we're scaled up to 1,000 orders, we need to be able to handle that, especially going after fleets where it could be they do a 10-kit pilot, and if it goes well, they want 1,000 the next day. So manufacturing is still kind of a work in progress, but that's one of the design challenges and constraints we're working with. Okay. Thanks, Cody, Micah, and August. That's uh, Flux Hybrids. You guys can look them up on the, on the Internet. Uh, fluxhybrids.com, I think it is what it was. It's pretty easy to find on Google. So that'll wrap up this episode. So, Michael, back to you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, you guys. It was it was really interesting listening to you. And, again, just another example of, you know, just kind of the vision and the, and the inspiration that informs so many startups and just kind of takes them to the next level and, uh, you know, takes the field as a whole to the next level as well. So, so congratulations to you all. Um, so, again, uh, that was uh, Cody Biederman, Michael Ulrich, and August Earhart, three of the co-founders of Flux Hybrids, along with uh, my co-host Bob Stackenborgs, uh, co-host of the Innovators of Clean Energy series. So, with that, it wraps up another edition of ASME Today and Tomorrow. Thanks to Joshua Lesker as well as Rich Samalot for serving as associate producers of the program. We've heard from many of you with suggestions for future topics and speakers, so keep letting us know. Drop us a line at media at asme.org. And for ASME, I'm Michael Cowan, Director of Strategic Communications. Have a great day, everyone.